Hello, I'm Chris C, the founding director of the Costec project, coming to you from the land of the Web3. Today, I'm joined by Carter's founder, Goche, uh, who's going to talk about uh, brand loyalty in Web3 using Web3 Stack to rethink marketing brand relationship and um, most importantly, having an intimate and growing relationship with customers. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. And I've always been a follower of Cardstack's podcast, so excited to deep dive into brand loyalty, marketing, and the future of Brands 3.0. Absolutely. I think when we talk about Web3 marketing, a lot of people think about like shilling or like talking about the future possibility. But marketing in the traditional world is really a kind of a science, and not in science, about data, about engagement, about deepening that relationship. Uh, what makes you kind of uh, bring those two fields together, right? like true marketing in the digital marketing, maybe even brand marketing sense, and the two set, uh, the emerging and, uh, uh, and refining two set of Web3? What bring you to that intersection? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're spot on that marketing has always been one way, but uh, has been data driven about how do you bring and upsell from the journey of the starting point of the customer through the different intersections and different engagement rails. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to my story, I have always been in the intersection of brands, marketing and engineering. I have what I call a day job and a night job. And my day job has always been crypto engineering. And I started in 2017 and 18 era and went down in the rabbit hole in crypto mm. and back then it was only layer ones and wallets so at cello i was part of the early stage organization and the foundation that worked on the wallet before pre like pre-main net times mm -hmm. and was able to see how we need to build a consumer face like consumer facing right applications to bring next billion people on chain and then i was part i uh, hacked on different defi uh, and like nft projects back in 2019 with like blockchain at berkeley uh, jumped into robinhood crypto's early like crypto team and mm -hmm. lastly and most importantly, these uh, two worlds collided when I joined OpenSea and I was right. part of the early product and design team seeing how consumers, brands and enterprises started to engage directly by passing middlemen like Instagram or like Amazon and start to own data and engagement with their community. And what I say, my night job was always about fashion brands and marketing mm -hmm. i um have a sister who has been collecting vogues when since i'm seven and i think that was a pivotal time for me where i actually had a time in my life where i studied for a year in like saint martin's and did fashion and en engagement and marketing and seeing the two sides of the world right. and the past year was pivotal in such that I had a lot of brands I was working with that wanted to get into crypto. And we've seen for the first time that crossing the chasm, but there was no right person or product that brings brands and crypto engineering in the right intersection and builds the right tools, knowing both sides of the world. So that's where I came in and Calder right. came into life. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And how big do you think is the gap? Like when you're talking to brand and they hear about Web3 in the mainstream press or dabble a little bit in the uh, kind of the rabbit hole, uh, what understanding do they have and what instinct do they come with and what are the surprises that they, they discover mm -hmm. when they talk to you? Uh, what, what was that enlightenment moment look like? Yeah, definitely. And um, as we have seen, a lot of brands are excited to learn more about NFTs and Web3, but uh, with the last years, like 
bubble and trends. But yet we are still so early in the market that when a lot of brands come in to launch NFTs, they don't know what is the potential with blockchain technology. They think it's um, 10,000 derivations of JPEGs, but yet what blockchain is uh, technology is um, the best for is creating direct bottom-up engagement with community and um, creating better data streams and many more. So right. in what it best starts with is essentially breaking down the misconceptions and uh, breaking down the terminology So and focusing on the problem. What we have seen that actually crypto uh, projects don't do well is solving problems of brands, but rather shell um, marketing projects. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we focus on when we work with brands and onboard them to our self-serve to- tools is that their existing marketing channels are actively deteriorating and existing tools are getting costly. D2C ads are not adding up. Third-party cookies are shutting down. There's yeah. so many paradigm shifts in marketing that we can solve with uh, Web3-powered uh, like loyalty tools. And that's what we index on, solving the real-world engagement problems. And then that's how brands are like, wow, I really need this as a core marketing primitive, not one-off drops. And that's where we want to like shift the paradigm to, bringing Web3 Rails as a core marketing primitive to every brand's day-to-day engagement. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to note that when you talk to, let's call them Web2 marketer, yeah. is that the deterioration of the marketing stack in Web2 with the uh, Do Not Track initiative, with uh, even the, the extraction that Facebook mm-hmm. and Google take on top of the marketing spend, most of the money is going to two companies and yes. and supporting their metaverse initiative and other alphabets. Um, and it's not working for brands. It really yeah. isn't. And it has really actively deteriorated. So it's not like a nice to have because it's like, oh, my new apartment is not ready, but my old apartment is in underwater, right? Yes. People don't realize how dire the situation is. Uh, are they looking for some refuge or they don't really have uh, uh, the recognition that the ship is sinking yet? What, what, is, the, what, is, the ter- what is the sentiment? Yeah, that is a great question. And like every brand we work with, especially bigger to size, more um, the urgency is asking us for two things. One, what is the next generation advocacy or community tooling? Mm. What is the next generation data tooling? Because just like what you said, like, um, like Amazon ads, Google ads, every every big company is now uh, building even bigger walled gardens yes. to uh Uh, own and not share the data of customers and um, as more like as data and access to this data gets more expensive and centralized every brand knows that they need to bring the customer back to their website and own the engagement so uh, we see that like as the red flags and urgency is already there, especially the year clo- like about to close up because mm-hmm. uh, 2023 will be pivotal in third-party cookies changes. And what we have seen is companies without first-party data are actually going to spend 20% more on marketing efforts to make up for loss of cookies. So with the new changes implemented, every brand will prioritize first-party engagement and data as their marketing initiative and put it as part of their budget. 
Yeah, you know, when musicians talk about NFT, they always yeah. talk about cutting out Spotify and that middleman. So this idea that, and I kind of want to understand a little bit about, you know, your spin on the Web3 loyalty, brand loyalty solution stack. Mm-hmm. I think we understand what the problem is. But there's also a lot of interesting possibility space within the uh, public data of uh, of mm-hmm. transaction history, the, the user mm-hmm. NFT as a type of signal of status and loyalty. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, like, what is the kind of, uh, solution bundle. If the problem is well known and the infomercial, but yeah. like, don't you hate it when you cannot track your guts uh, and yeah. give them the the value they want and giving all the the value to a few big tech giants? What is the solution set that it, you 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 believe is the building block for this new Web three marketing solution? Yeah, that's a great question. So what we have seen after. Um, years of working with like brands and in the intersection of crypto is brands don't need one scope solution, but the full stack, like customer relationship management to engage and segment their uh, customers. So how Calder looks like today is that we provide the full white label service for brands to establish their tiered dynamic NFT memberships, mm-hmm. launch their own brand native rewards, like uh, think about Nike, Starbucks, like Adidas, mm-hmm. uh, and having their full native rewards. That looks like a full reward system, but is just ended up being powered by blockchain technology. So it's super seamless, but uh, is using Web3 Rails. And lastly, uh, create what we call contribute to earn experiences, where mm-hmm. brands can set and gamify and tokenize any task or engagement that they want community to uh, do or activate with. And what happens when you put these features on blockchain rails is a couple things. One, you create a tiered product and experience access with dynamic NFT memberships, where, where essentially NFTs become the gateway to these new brand worlds and communities, and you change customers into a community. And two, What loyalty has done wrong and never went well since 1990s is it has always been an index on repeated purchases. Mm -hmm. But with childhood and loyalty is uh, we have the full engagement and tokenization of uh, of data where any engagement that brand uh, wants you to do becomes a loyalty index where as you earn more rewards by completing contribute to earn experiences, you lock these rewards to I upgrade your membership or spend your rewards and essentially be rewarded for your engagement and becoming mm-hmm. a core create core like co-creator, influencer, and advocate. And with this tooling, what we see is the future of data and marketing because in the what in what we call with brands 3.0. Customers will not be only consumers to the product. It, they will be co-creators, influencers, and stakeholders. And we, and Calder provides that full infrastructure to create those loyalty indexes and identities and memberships to do that. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see the brands uh, have traditionally treat the loyalty program of, uh, for passive consumers. So you're not yeah. spending money, you're dead to me, basically, right? Yes. Ver- whereas the real brand building for some of the uh, direct-to-consumer D2C brand is that kind of excitement, but it's uncompensated. Yeah. And yeah, you can put an affiliate code, but unless you're like one of the top influencers, those affiliate code doesn't add up to much. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's goodwill. It's, 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 it, and this goodwill really is, someone in Mr. Machak is super important for an establishment of a new product category, a new product within a larger organization, but it's completely... I 
are they uncompensated, but more importantly, unrecognized. Yeah. So what do you see that this whole idea of dynamic NFT, like, you know, NFT is pretty static. I own a yeah. board ape, I don't have it. And, you know, it's almost like I, I traded away my uh, 1K status from yeah. United, which you can't really do, right? So there's some non-transferability, so bound as in United uh, mileage. What is your sense of the tradability of NFT and this idea of earned long-term loyalty? So it's not as mercenary. How yes. is it dynamic and how is it not just like another collectible? Yeah, that's a great question. And we think like you're essentially tapping into like what we think is the next hypothesis of where NFTs are going, where NFTs mm -hmm. are main, merely like the infrastructure. So what we do with dynamic NFTs is essentially create a system where users can upgrade their NFTs or as they earn in the ecosystem they are, they upgrade the tier of their NFTs. Mm. And by the nature of their new loyalty status and index, their NFT changes visually too. We have seen like generative on-chain projects or dynamic uh, NFT projects that have um, experimented with this idea, but we haven't seen a real world use case that dynamic NFTs are perfect for. And it is actually perfect for loyalty index and mm -hmm. membership index. So we are essentially taking NFTs and membership to a next level where the moment you're in, um, it's not a world where the moment you're in, you're done, but that you need to keep engaging and gamify the engagement such that you, you can upgrade your uh, membership and up and uh, open the worlds of different partners and creators through this world too. Yeah, I certainly check my uh, Marriott app and say, do I still have gold? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't traveled as much since the pandemic. So uh, I think they were extending some loyalty for like grace period. Now I probably yeah. will be losing them left, right, and center. And that's a dynamic thing. My membership is, you know, the number stays with me, uh, but the levels changes depends yeah. on how, whether I'm engaging in, in, in any given way. Um, you mentioned that the whole uh, upgrading and downgrading is something mm -hmm. that's data-driven. Um, so in, in, in on Web3, at least right now, before we talk about privacy technology, which is a separate issue altogether, yeah. most of the interaction data about people do on chain is public. Mm -hmm. uh, how is that useful uh, for marketers? Uh, mm -hmm. is, is that something that they understand? It's like while they don't get access to the first-party data like Amazon mm -hmm. and Apple, Apple especially not, uh, mm -hmm. there's this public data. Do they see that as, as something that's a goldmine or they haven't recognized the power of users' transaction and interest yeah. and participation being uh, uh, indexable. Yeah, that is such a great question. And uh, it is in so interesting because it's uh, the first thing you said, they didn't realize the gold mine yet. So when we tell brands that you can not only like um, essentially track repeated purchases of your customers, but actually the impressions where they check in with their NFT, where they sign in with their NFT, or who, what are the other wallets or creators they interact with, they just think it's not possible. And basically, we see a data revolution that is about to come here too. Blockchain data has not been um, semantic or readable for so long that mm -hmm. we had this mine, mine of data that was not usable by brands. So what Calder's, one of the verticals do is also become the main data portal that is fully integrated to a marketer stack, but is also abstracting enough so that blockchain data just looks like a marketing data. So yeah. we turn NFT 
uh, signings into actually impressions. And we think signing on like with your NFT and proving that you're signing will be the new era of uh, impressions that we used to have in Web2, Instagram and ads. And there's many more data metric primitives that uh, blockchain technology will bring us that we will see the future of uh, as interactive partnership partnerships and how it will harness the new layer of data and engagement that uh, we think will build the next generation data and marketing companies. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we look at data, the, the big data movement and then in turn into like kind of data science has been looking at somewhat low resolution data around unmeaningful activity. And I think what's yeah. interesting about blockchain is that while there's less data, each time you interact, that's a meaningful data point. You yeah. didn't just mouse over something or scroll by something. Yeah. And there needs to be an intention. And, and what's been really great about like, you know, uh, Google is that they can say that every single time you click on a search engine, you know, link or type in a keyword, it's a meaningful uh, action, and that's why yeah. the real estate is so expensive, uh, so valuable. Uh, do you see this idea that the customers' engagement will be mostly around uh, marketing to people who are ready uh, with the brand? Let's say Nike has a program and using the on-chain data, but do you mm-hmm. see Adidas knocking on the door and say, "I can see what you guys are doing with Nike. Yeah. Uh, the data is for all to see," uh, and come and do some competitive offer, like a dry cleaner, saying mm-hmm. that I will honor my competitor's coupon and I will approach my competitive customer. You don't? Do you see that opportunity? Because we see those kind of what we call vampire mm-hmm. attacks and DeFi, where yeah. existing values and wallet holder becomes an attack vector uh, in a good way, I, I would say, yeah. uh, for for growth of other competitive network. Do you see that dynamic? Yeah, that's a great question. We think that like there will be a lot of like collaboration and acquisition mm. strategies that will be bootstrapped through this data and engagement. And then there will be both sides of the coin. The most important part will be that like, let's say Nike and like uh, Gucci are about to partner. What they will be able to see is that who are my top customers uh, that have both Nike and Gucci mm-hmm. and what like what is that intersection that will be that should be guest listed to the new drop right. and this was never possible before because right now in web2 loyalty there's no way to like um, essentially communicate two segmented databases and create cross utility rewards or cross like uh, like intersection and every day there's like a streetwear drop on like stockx or retailers and then uh, bots take over the products rather than top fans. But if there is like a Supreme drop, I think the person who is doing the most YouTube videos about Supreme that may not have a Supreme product in itself, maybe he is just the most engaged, but not like the top purchaser should be guest listed. So yeah. these type of data points will be all available and will be the next like engagement and interoperable collaboration rails and what we see for like uh competition too i we hypothesize that in the 10 to like 10 um, year realm actually all brands will be collaborating Mm -hmm. Uh, because right now there's a non-consumption problem every brand chose to silo their data and customer and by that they uh, essentially are bearing the costs of acquiring new customers. Mm-hmm. But we do see a future where if we build the new Uniswap of loyalty lo- rewards and uh, engagement rails, then not, there will be a world Nike and Adidas will be collaborating too. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and, but we need to build towards that step by step. So for sure. And I think this idea that 
uh, you mentioned the word segmentation. Uh, all the projects who are doing airdrops and yeah. figuring out who to include and exclude are essentially doing segmentation, correct? Yeah. They don't say it. They just think it's some blog post about how clever they are, but marketers do that all day long. Yeah. Include that, exclude it, include it, accept this one. And they're doing segmentation with tools that are immature. Uh, yeah. And I sometimes feel like, you guys should just get these marketing cloud things and do your yeah. segmentation. Uh, but the results here is challenging, right? Being a segmentation, you can do a certain thing, send some email, but here you have to create a natural program. You have to m modify your token gating or your guest listing system, or you have to do a Merkle-based airdrop. Uh, yeah. So the, the delivery mechanism was worth three at well, but the actual computation and thinking, the anal analysis is very uniquely Web2. So yeah. there's a, just a tremendous opportunity to bring those to two worlds together. Uh, what do you see is the challenge of aggregating the data that already exists about customer in Web2, like within mm -hmm. their existing databases, email lists, as well as this interaction? Is the association uh, much like the brick and mortar online phase where they want to associate those two users together? Is that important? Or do you mm -hmm. think that the Web3 engagement is kind of independent of who goes to your store or who mm -hmm. bought something on online site on Black Friday? Yeah, that's a great question. And we think like there will be both types of personas. One that will build their new world identities in these membership portals, mm -hmm. which is totally viable because if they're engaging and my like name is like zero uh, X DGD right. uh, like uh, dot East, it is still a fact that I'm a loyal customer and I'm like keep purchasing or engaging or like contributing to this brand. And it just doesn't matter who I am, what is my gender and what is my birthday. And this also shows how archaic our data collection today right. is. Mm -hmm. When we go to Shopify, the first thing they ask me is my name, birthday and gender. But more importantly, what they should know is probably which music I like, which like a dress I want to buy from this shop or uh, what are the other creators and brands that I know is synergistic with the brand I'm purchasing, but I'm not going that I'm not telling the brand this data at this point or which um, experience they should be presenting for me. So what we are seeing now is essentially if we can, when we um, use contribute to earn experience as well, we are creating new layer loyalty and identity indexes. So if I'm uh, keep uh, pushing content for Nike's like Air Forces or even like painting Air Forces in Brooklyn and then posting the pictures of it and I'm racking up rewards and they're like, uh, let's say, working with Supreme and I'm also a top customer in Supreme, regardless who I am in the real world, I should be getting the early access because right now there's so much data about my engagement and loyalty index. So mm -hmm. what we are in short, like bringing together here is a new layer like loyalty identity that is not necessarily dependent on who you are in like the real world. Right. And and it's really interesting, right? Because if you buy these, uh, uh, when you're engaging, you're earning these you know, virtual you know, virtual currency for, you know, dollars mm -hmm. on Nike. Uh, but, you know, eventually you may want to redeem it for an actual Air Force One and the yeah. limited edition one. What is the connection? Do you see the commerce of the actual redemption or the getting a discount because of a certain level to be settled through crypto and then kind of like Unisocks, how you buy the socks yeah. token and you can, if you want to, spend $7 and redeem the actual sock. That's a real ultimate flex, right, for a, lot, a yeah. lot of people. Do you see this idea that the NFT sell in a platform like OpenSea or other competitive NFT 
is the point of sale for that transaction mm -hmm. and the whole real world supply chain of shipping and handling is just a fulfillment against that uh mm -hmm. do you see that commerce moving on chain that way where the substantive transaction of buying the product is on chain yeah that's a great question and we think like uh, at Calder, we have a philosophy that like nothing that should be shouldn't be on chain should be forced to be on chain because it's right. so costly and needless. And we see a lot of like people in the landscape trying to put like everything on chain, but All we right. think the right like uh, integrations and on ramps and off ramps are critical. So what this means in this case is like if we are the uh, if we are living like Calder's full light white labeled infrastructure is living under members.brand.com and brand is using Shopify for their like sh shop experience, right. they're essentially using our NFT gated membership to launch an exclusive drop. And the full um, like payments is under like Calder rewards or like uh, crypt or, uh, crypto or fiat. But the full sh shipping and settlement is just like any commerce and that we think our core value proposition is creating new engagement data and marketing rails. But it's but and bring the full commerce integration and power commerce, but to not be new Shopify so mm -hmm. that we do see like we have built a lot of the integrations to make it work. But and it should be fully integrated, but it, it does not need to be on chain. Right, exactly. So you can look at it if you got a free drop. It's like your NFT membership give you a one time use 100% off coupon code kind yeah. of thing. Um, so it's, it's still at the end of the day fulfilled in a more traditional way, but there's a bridge on that. And then you can certainly track that that actually got redeemed. Exactly. Redeemed, yeah. right? um, you know, you know, we at Costlike, we, we work on a lot of the in underlying infrastructure. Uh, you mentioned that you have, you know, worked in, in the OpenSea with the marketplace thing. And before that worked on essentially the layer one, layer two type of crypto infrastructure. What do you think is the missing piece of technology in the crypto stack that still requires polishing you know i i have a thought that mm -hmm. like you know we're not quite in the iphone era of crypto yet we're yeah. kind of in the blackberry era like most of the things there you got you know you got some sort of touch screen you got some sort of keyboard but it's not as smooth and it's not really doing that um so what do you think is going to bring us from the blackberry era iphone era at at the platform layer like one level level below the app and these kind of toolkit mm -hmm. for marketer that you wish uh, in your experience, having worked on those tools and work with people who are working on those tools that you wish will happen, uh, that would make your job building yeah. this marketing stack much easier. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, this is not on the layer one level, but like we should definitely go into that. But the first and the most core like pain we see day to day as a, a white labeled marketing and loyalty solution is... Um, not being able to go fully mobile like mm -hmm. right now like what we have seen is with of course like preventions from like apple and the new experiences mm -hmm. we have found our ways around uh many times to provide seamless experiences for our customers because what calder is how calder is different from a lot of web3 like products is our product is not for web3 if our market is the $250 billion spend in loyalty and CRM, and we yeah. want to take it all. But if we want to take it all, we need to also take the Web2 pie of this. And yeah. what this means is we need to be the most seamless product, both Web2 and Web3. And it is so hard, just like you said, it's like BlackBerry era of Web3 and competing with the Apple era of Web2. Mm -hmm. So when we are putting... Yeah. yeah, when we are putting the 
Apple wallets like uh, or like our like memberships in uh, responsive web apps instead of mobile apps, what yeah. happens is we do have uh, like a friction in our technology that is not dependent on Calder that we need to like hack around with. Yeah. Um, and that it, that is something we know like uh, with a like good design or like uh, API like infrastructure, we can like figure out. But that going mobile will help cross the chasm in the next years, uh, especially for a tool like Calder, not, uh, um, and that will be very critical. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting to see how even the best mobile wallet, Web three wallet that has Wallet Connect, are speaking the language of a crypto user who are going to yeah. be you know, buying and selling tokens and swapping, those v verbs that are in there are not everyday verbs. Like people mm -hmm. are not day traders. Like, and, and you know, making exactly. crafts and charts is actually getting in the way. And this hasn't been a, a, a an experience that can be either used as a companion app or a white label, or a kind of a platform. There's no WeChat of a global wallet. I mean, people thought exactly. the Telegram will build one and they may still end up doing so. Uh, but until there's some more innovation around that, you know, at Costlack, we have a React Native team focusing on figuring out what is the right layer of abstraction. Like when are we adapting into the mobile mm -hmm. ecosystem and Google and Apple? in-app purchase and otherwise, and when are we connecting to the uh, crypto ecosystem, whether that's multi-signature account abstraction, all these kind of concept, right? Gasless transaction would be very nice for things that you want to do yeah. for the first time without necessarily having ETH or worse yet, having Matic. It's not easy to get a layer two gas token in the yes. wallet. I have trouble doing it. Um, so um, so there's some of the things we're working on, but I absolutely agree that those are the things that's going to be a community effort. And I, I love what Vitalik's talking about around, you know, thinking about social recovery, thinking about uh, account abstraction as a way to make it easier for people to, uh, you know, without knowing it, uh, dealing with a programmable wallet, uh, things mm -hmm. like that, that actually is speaking all the most advanced language of Web3, but it's as easy to use as what you would expect, a sponsored transaction, gasless transaction. Exactly. Um, and gasless transaction is one that is top of mind for us too, because uh, it's very unintuitive for a Web2 customer to come to a membership and loyalty program and pay to submit their proof. Right. Of like yes, yes, yeah. So they're like, how, why am I paying to my brand in their perspective, even though it's not to the brand, mm -hmm. um, to submit uh, a proof that I have like attended this event or yes. uh, posted this content. So there's also like new, like kind of, uh, technical like paradigm shifts that, that happen in Web3 that is not native in Web2 that will take a lot of terminology and ex, uh, ex, like kind of crossing the chasm as well. And mm -hmm. to what you said, like Web3 has a branding problem. Like all the tools, all the jargon is designed for Web3 natives and that's um, it's not designed for like Web2 like integrations and infrastructure to be adopted. And that's why it feels intimidating to jump in. Yeah, I think words like wallet, gas, yeah. account, network, layer two, none of them are kind of, uh, uh, none of them are 
leading to conversion and engagement, they're all kind of friction points around that. So exactly. it's, there's a lot to do, uh, both in terms of the actual substance of it, but also how we describe it. And obviously, we can abstract it all away. But one of the things we've learned is that, you know, centralized exchanges abstract it all away, mm-hmm. but they also take it all away because the abstraction is not actually real. Your deposit is, is figment of your imagination, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, so, so it's important for us to actually um, do the decentralization and do that type of like, you know, user ownership, brand ownership, yet providing that thing is a really tricky thing to do. It's very easy to cheat both ways, right? Like totally centralized, just say crypto and totally crypto and totally unusable. So we have to find those balances. Yes. You, know, you know, obviously you're early on in the project, uh, in, in, your, in your journey, in, in kind of scaling up the organization and taking your brand learning. What do, you, what, when, what do you think is the most kind of like likely moment where your tool set get that first like a consumer adoption moment, a brand success? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what that would look like? Like basically what should I look out for on Twitter or whatever? But it's like, oh, that finally happened. Yes. She, she told me and prophesied that this will happen one day. What does that event look like? Yes, I think uh, it, ideally we expect this event to be near in like, especially in the new year. Yeah. Um, so we have done a lot of pilots with brands and publications on how we can engage their community, but it has been private or like whitelisted. Mm-hmm. But what is up and coming now is one of our biggest uh, brand partnerships that will be um, that will be just like built and executed like any marketing software where we will be fully integrated and taking over a, a streetwear brand's uh, loyalty program and may and fully deploy it on Calder and Web3 Rails. What this means is that we will ideally have thousands of cu- like loyal customers to this brand engaging, creating content, e- attending events, re- making repeated purchases, and raving about their brand all across maintenance, uh, social network channels and coming back to a brand's uh, own website to engage with the community, with their own chat experience mm-hmm. and more. So you can say we will made, we will, we made it uh, in the next months when we execute this and um, bring more brands to create that interoperability too. Mm-hmm. Right now, we serve our tools on like waitlist onboarding basis where brands self-serve, but we work closely with them. Right. So in the next six months, as we are choosing our like work, work closely and choose our next uh, 10 brand partners. Our goal is to then open source and publicize our tools in the next six months so that anyone from a creator to an NFT community to, to brand can use mm-hmm. it. That's really, I think, amazing because at the end of the day, uh, the brands that we will respect in 2024 is likely one person somewhere doing something. You know, yes. we think of Mr. Beast as a brand today, yeah. but three years ago he is just a dude, right? Yes. Uh, and 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 it happens all the time. This whole iteration is way fast, way fast. Mm-hmm. And so I think any time and I think uh, Web three tools can be permissive, uh, not permissionless, as in people can really start using the tools for whatever they uh, think of. Uh, which the creators sometimes don't even imagine that would be used that yeah. way. I'm sure uh, the OpenSea uh, people didn't really completely see all the different ways NFTs are yeah. uh, being listed. So I, I'm sure you will see a lot of creative uses uh, of these loyalty solution to things that you don't think of as brands. Maybe yes. individual is obvious. Maybe it, like you know, ideas can become brands. Who knows? Yes. I I love what you said there because I think that's like 
the infrastructure and foundation we want to create. What Web2 marketing tools done wrong is build bold brands for their tools as well. Mm-hmm. Like right now, getting even onboarded to Salesforce, the hassle, and nobody likes it. Yeah. What we want Calder to be is the main, like, creative infrastructure, engagement infrastructure for everything, where your morning coffee can build their community portal too, but also your favorite musician or you yourself or your like podcast can Mm -hmm. build the community around them and engage their customers directly too. Because the core problem here is not having a bi-directional engagement between community and brand or like the founder itself. Mm -hmm. And this is universal across many brands so um and like building towards a headless brands and building the infrastructure for that is like the full like goal of calder and that people should get creative with it yes and i think the composability of web3 and crypto does mean that you know different uh, tools will be used for different people uh, you know within a boundary within yeah. one project or one protocol and 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 then the mix and matching of it and, you know i i heard about people thinking about uh using nft as a way to uh deal with uh paid membership so that could yeah. be interesting not just not just these kind of like earned status but how different are they really right like yeah. wouldn't you be able to buy a membership of something you know certainly some airlines sell the membership maybe not directly but by way of credit card companies if you get this credit card then you get this membership so this is really interesting like do you earn it or do you buy it and is that the same so so those are two different types of nft or different commercial transaction and and on chain that's way easy to compose but when you're talking about the back-end system uh, of these loyalty program and i was in involved in a yeah. uh, in a, pro- a strategy project to talk about airline miles and status those systems are really archaic and they don't yeah. really integrate yeah. <laughs> so it limits what they can do yeah it is so true like what we don't see like um, in the front end or like in the consumer experiences, how much financial modeling or segmentation these loyalty programs take and in spite of that much work, how they don't work. Because mm-hmm. uh, because right now loyalty is designed for customers to not redeem their points. Right. And thus it's like a mechanism design that went all wrong. So what we are doing mm-hmm. essentially here is redesigning what it means to be loyal and earn and upgrade from first principles and then redesign and redefine what loyalty programs mean. Mm-hmm. And right now, when we think about loyalty programs, it's kind of a distaste left in us. It's a 10% off or my gold points that I will never be able to take anywhere else or my status that doesn't take anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But if we can turn these siloed rewards and status into a unified engagement and index, and what we have seen with our pilots is when done right, it creates more than 70% of customer engagement to a right. point where when loyalty works, engagement works. Yes. So we are trying to build that association. Absolutely. And I think this is one thing that uh, the brand people has went from completely uh, focusing on getting the brand out there and then got really into the whole uh performance base uh, with the early, you know, Google and then Facebook kind of mm-hmm. repeating a cycle. And now they felt kind of betrayed by the performance model because it actually doesn't perform very well if you look at the ROI. And mm-hmm. they're now looking at like, how do I take my data expertise and rethinking this kind of community? So when you say community is really great because 
the it's just not customers and data points and leads, right? It's 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 building that. And I think in early Web three community, crypto community, you know, for the time where everybody is pretty happy with each other and 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 and, and their wallets, uh, it really feels yeah. very rich and 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 close. And if if brand can cultivate those community, I think it makes it much easier to compete in a world where Amazon try to inject themselves in between everything and say you got to buy an ad to show up. It's like, but they're searching for my product names, yeah. right? But this is my search engine, right? Like that's happening, and it's really, I'm sure it's very frustrating. And I see why they're seeking community, and hopefully Web three provide that additional rail to make those community meaningful. Yeah, definitely. And what we are seeing um, as a paradigm shift also for brands is like they are even stop calling their customers customers about community. Like mm-hmm. it's not customer yes. management, but community management. So yes. these words will be ingrained to our language even more. And right now, especially uh, we try to work with brands that are community first, even like a product second to a point because what we've seen is if you build the right community product sells in itself anyways so right. once the playbook of this new generation marketing and loyalty is written we will yes. like basically put the d2c playbook off the shell to the shelves and then start using the new community driven marketing and engagement tools yeah absolutely and there, there was a saying about how there used to be a point where capital allows you to create audience and now it's the reverse is true audience or in this case community actually drives capital whoever have an audience capital will chase after them you have a community engaged community you can go ahead and order a million dollars worth of product tomorrow. Someone exactly. will give you that money, right? And I think it's not entirely clear yet that, that that's happening. Uh, but hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm excited about uh, what you guys are working on, but also intersecting with other people about like financing the first uh, product using these kind of future revenue as a way to kind of borrow against that thing you can maybe have people make physical product that way and that type of like you know you know infantry financing the risk taking hasn't necessarily happened uh, Mm -hmm. in a fluid way or more more importantly in an accessible way of which the people who build in community that matters have access to only suits have access to or people have vests right they they have the patagonia vest uh, (laughs) as as not not suits vests Uh, but i I would love to see web3 democratize both the building of a community and building engagement but also the financing of these to become actual uh, big brands that has global supply chain that would be beautiful yeah that's like uh, great to like talk about because like we also think the next generation of brands will be the ones like essentially are the blue chip of brands that will Mm -hmm. lead what it is like to build and engage. And we are seeing this already. I think streetwear is a great example where the cult-like following of streetwear is the proposition to the customers. It's not the sneakers. It's not like the product drops, but even the drop culture, which is so similar to Web3, is... Um, essentially the main value proposition to associate with who you want to be and who you like to be. And and I don't think we have the tech yet to connect these people. And by doing this, we will uh, unlock the new, like what we call brands 3.0, brands who are like uh, taking their customers as co-creators and engagement. And the pain has never been more real. Like, Like you said, when we look at engagement, what we see at Calder is, the marketing playbook is so saturated and leading to such a low engagement that around 50% of consumers report they will switch to a brand, product, or any other retailer when faced with other offers or customer better customer experience. Right. So customers are craving this connection, emotional, yes. communal connection, but they are not getting it. 
Yes, and 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 the 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 commoditization that comes with the platform setting in the way certainly dilutes a little bit. But I do believe that nobody thinks of themselves as a as a uh, Google loyalist. Uh, yeah. Even those like you know I I, I don't trust. The search result, people uh, even on social media say, well, you know, I use TikTok to find things I might like. Do I trust them? Not at all, right? So I think the new generation is definitely clear about the utility and the exchange, but they trust the community. They trust their streetwear Mm -hmm. brand. They trust the people online with them waiting for the next drop in the physical store and so on, right? And, and, And I think there's something really, really deep there that is both you know, intrinsically human. And I think one thing about Web3 design or even crypto is that a lot of what determines what happens is human nature and exactly. rediscovering that again, right? Uh, tulip mania, it's a human event and we have it again. But then again, the growth of uh, a new community, online community is also human nature and we're seeing yeah. that again. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see when the primitives exist and the iPhone era of Web3 competing you know, just as well, maybe better than the iPhone era web two happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be lovely to see what new form emerge, and more importantly, what old form, uh, old, old form reemerge and surprises yeah. again about the beauty of the human relationships. Yeah, I love that because I think what we're doing at Calder is not loyalty marketing. All these words, we are building the infrastructure for brands to build communities and engage with each other, and it's not in an archaic marketing way because. Brands are creators, people we trust or individuals or like uh, people we want to engage with and have so much emotions around, but Mm -hmm. have never been able to build that connection with because it was not scalable or right thing to do so. So if we come to a point where Calder is both for brands and community is the way uh, people connect with each other and be creative with, then we have done our job. Absolutely. And we're essentially betting on a behavior change here. The moment we that we create that bi-directional en- engagement, then we create that new product category of what it is to build loyalty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we think about Web3 as a as a field, it's like, oh, what is it all about? It's just yeah. you know, numbers going up, going down. Uh, but, you know, I think we think about this as a you know, people say coordination in an abstract way, but human coordination and human communication, that's mm-hmm. as, that's always going to work. I mean, the internet's yeah. about that. Social media is that. It's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work until it does. And then yes. it, it defines an error. And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm in, in a way bullish on people finding connection with each other through the web. And whether we add a three to the web or two to the mm-hmm. web, it's just a way to... Uh, actually make it even more convenient and deeper in that way so yeah definitely i mean even to a point where like how we meet with people on twitter and become twitter friends mm-hmm. show how we like surpass tech to still find connections absolutely and think about the world we build the right tech for right community engagement and trust then we build the right human coordination and i think we are getting there and we are definitely in the BlackBerry era. But I think with the, this like uh, market, it's a great time to build and build towards that uh, like Apple era, both for infrastructure mm-hmm. level and um, essentially like use cases level. Absolutely. Well, this is really, really awesome to have a conversation about yeah. things that I'm sure not getting covered a lot uh, in the Web3 space, because I think a lot of Web3 is very insular looking. But if you look yeah. at the tool set that we can offer to people and the hunger there is from the customer to become community members and brands to become more like, you know, 
in a way, connected, uh, disintimidated again uh, with the customer. There's just a huge demand for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the demand for Web3 is going to come from the demand for the use case. And a mm-hmm. second side effect is all the other stuff that we talk about, right? Numbers yes. and stuff like that. Um, so uh, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, yeah. Are there anything else you want to kind of tell our, our, our audience about what's about to happen or uh, uh, teasers and stuff? Yeah, definitely. So in the uh, we are uh, still finalizing our like brands that we are working with. Mm-hmm. If you're a brand or a creator that like this like excites you, would love to chat and calder.xyz or calder.app is a great place to reach out uh, to us and our socials calder world. But at the same time, uh, if if as a consumer creator, whoever you are, this idea is excite you. Just sign up or join the waitlist. And we have many brand public launches coming in the new year that we will co-market with our brands. We are working with retailers, uh, streetwear brands, um, DJs, like influencers, so many, mm-hmm. like or like NFT communities, like podcasts. There will be so many like uh, loyalty programs launched on Calder in the next year that you can find something to connect with, but more importantly, be part of this like future of engagement. So um, I Calder uh, XYZ and our socials are a great way to follow that and uh, participate. Our NFT memberships for these brands will be live very soon in the new year. It's so exciting because when people see these brands come in and they, they're not going to immediately think crypto or God forbid yeah. FTX, so they're going to think, oh, really interesting tech or very interesting uh, uh, new things to do in our digital lives and the intersection on that. And that's really where it becomes uh, the, the, the ramp of going into Web3 mm-hmm. becomes non-existent. It's just, you know, I call it the land of the Web3. It's just the web extended. It's just a greater web area <laughs> covered by Web3 with, uh, with a new technology to connect like a bridge behind me. It just yeah. extends the, 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 the landscape of the web to something that wasn't addressable before. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Mm-hmm. I had a, a great uh, uh, experience with uh, talking about these you know topics that I believe are going to be the unlocking of not only the, the, the excitement around Web3, but more importantly, the real spend, right? Like yeah. real revenues, brand spending money instead yeah. of on Facebook, on Web3. And that is the kind of fuel. I have a big belief that uh, if we focus on consumption and revenue and not speculation and kind of like, you know, like leverage, uh, yeah. we will actually make for a much more fulfilling and satisfying and more sustainable economy. So any yeah. use case that brings money from one place that's being spent to money spent on Web3 in this land, yeah. Uh, would be healthy for our uh, industry growth and, and and thrive. Yeah, totally agree. And it was great to chat with you, Chris, too. I think it's very special to dig deeper into the next four to ten, like five years of crypto and really see what's the future rather than focusing on like the shilling or like uh, the yeah. ups and downs. I think what will always stay is the true po- proposition of like blockchain technology, ownership economy and yes. bringing right uh, ownership and engagement primitives to the world of consumers and brands. And that's what we are hyper-focused on. And it was super great to chat on that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and and always uh, thanks our community for our time and attention. Uh, we do this every two weeks to talk to founders who are actually building 
use cases around Web3 and using the technology that we all love in a way that other people outside of our field would love. Uh, yeah. They may not love NFT, but they're going to love being recognized for who they are, what they've done, and what they will continue to do. And that type of human connection and reward and recognition is what we strive for. And hopefully that becomes a thing that a billion pe people will feel the same way they open a wallet to check in in their, in their status on Kala. Uh, yeah. for, so thank you so, so much. And until next time, take care.